Boundaries. Do you have them? Many people don't. As a matter of fact, I didn't for a large part of my life either. Are you the person who doesn't speak up when you're mistreated? Do you give away more than you receive back? Do you have chronic fear about what others think of you? Then you're in the right place. I'm talking about learning to take control of your life, setting boundaries, and truly loving your life instead of just existing in it. I'm Jillian Strawn, the Boundaries Babe, and we are breaking, making, and maintaining boundaries like a boss. Well, hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Boundaries Babe. My name is Jill Strawn, and I am a personal and professional coach. Thrilled to be here and really excited to kick this brand new redesigned podcast off. You may have heard me previously. I had a podcast last year uh, called Phillies on Fire. And uh, I'm back now, uh, rebranded and ready to rock and roll with the boundaries, babe. So let's uh, jump into this and talk a little bit about why, why the change, the change in branding, the shift in directions. Let's, um, this is big stuff and I'm excited. Um, I want to start with a quote actually, though. Um, one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, uh, she said, um, she said, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated, which is such a great quote, because this embodies the way that I have felt about myself for quite a number of years. I am 51. And I have been through not an easy life. And I'm not saying I'm not grateful for my life. I am. I wake up every day and I am so grateful for for the fact that I'm alive and breathing and upright and everything that I that I do have in this life. But um, it hasn't always come easy. And there's been times where I am <laughs> the biggest block in my own way. And you may or may not relate to that, but uh, there's been many, many times in my life that I feel like I am my own biggest block. And I think that became apparent to me probably about, gosh, wow, it's almost, it's six years ago now. Um, Back in 2013, I I sustained an injury at work. I was a... um, surgical nurse working in Kenosha, Wisconsin, at a small community hospital. I was working on the heart team. And I got injured on the job. I injured my knee on the job. And at the time, it felt absolutely devastating to me. I just I was crushed. And it was a two-year period of multiple surgeries and many, many issues. And I'm not going to go into that on this podcast. But um It started me on a journey, a journey of really taking a look at who I was, where my life was going, and uh, how I was showing up, not only for me, but for everyone in in my life. And what I realized is that I was not happy. I had a beautiful life. I had a husband. I had 
the house, the cars, the boat, the motorcycles, everything. But when it came down to it, I wasn't happy. And I got involved with a company here in California at the time uh, as a client, and I began doing work on myself. I was doing a juicing program, and that led me into a lot of mindset work. And I was very new to mindset work, having grown up in (laughs) kind of the boonies um, in the Midwest. It just was a very new concept for me. I was um, very much into my faith. I looked to that for comfort, but I was still missing something for me. There was a piece that wasn't connecting for me. So when I started doing a lot of mindset work, and at first it was reading books and watching videos, and that led into taking better care of my body and starting to juice and losing weight and feeling good about myself, which of course led to a big transition in my life, which uh, was me walking away from a marriage that wasn't working for me and everything that I had and making a choice to come start my life over here in Southern California. So I've been in San Diego since 2015. I've moved three times. I currently reside in the beautiful uh, city of Vista. And my life has been all over the place in the last few years. I've been up and down more times than I can tell you. I don't regret any of it. Every bit of it has taught me something. There's been lessons in everything for me. And back in 2016, I started a journey um, doing emotional intelligence training. And that was quite the journey. I, I dove deep. And I can say that I dove deep for about a year and a half. I went through my own process. I was coaching. I led teams. I was in a leadership mastery program. All of that really just kept peeling back my layers, like the layers on an onion, just kept peeling the layers back from me. And I was and, and I was releasing traumas and pain and things that had happened in my life, so many things. And so it definitely had a purpose for me. When I left that work, I went into a different type of work. I went into my own personal work and started working with a coach, a wonderful coach by the name of Simon Lovell. And um, I coached for him with him for three months last year. And it was an amazing time, although I can look back now and say that I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to coach with him at that point, but it was a blessing in disguise because it took me to another program. Well, it took me to several programs. I got the opportunity to spend (laughs) my first weekend as a brand new wife with my husband in uh, L.A. at Kyle Cease's uh, Evolve And that was last June. And after that, I dove deep into a certification program, which I'm still currently in. And I am currently working towards my professional coaching certification through the International Coaching Federation. So um, I'll talk a little bit more about that as as we go along here. One of the things that I've asked myself over this last year And I really took a break from social media, from so many things in this last year, because I got into coaching 
with Simon Lovell and started a program called Committed to Me. And as I was in that program, what was coming up for me was that I was not feeling aligned. There was still something within me that wasn't right. I was feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, a block within me. And I talked about this block to many of my mentors and guides uh, through this whole last year. And I am also an intuitive. So I kept looking for guidance from my angels and my spirit guides as well, really looking to reveal what this blockage was. I did ceremonies, I, you name it, I did it to try and release what I was feeling. And all I could tell friends and mentors was that I knew there was a block there and I knew it had something to do with my younger years, but I could not put my finger on it. And it has just haunted me for this last year. So as I moved through the certification program, I began to learn more and more about myself. And um, I was fortunate enough about a month ago to go through a piece uh, that we're learning around values and around our, you know, core values. And in that piece, I had my breakthrough. I had this incredible breakthrough as to what this piece was that was holding me back. And it was all about boundaries. And Doreen Virtue says, boundaries are a part of self-care. They are healthy, normal, and necessary. Amazing. Yes, they are. Anyways, I want to tell a little bit of story what happened with this breakthrough and what came out for me. We were on a coaching call and one of my coaches, uh, Michael Savage, amazing man and coach, he was telling a story about values and how our values can make us great, but how our values can also hold us back. And when he got to the section about values holding us back, something resonated for me. Something came through. It was like, ah, oh, there's, there's something here for you, Jill. Take a listen. Pay attention. So I did. I was listening very intently. And um, Michael was talking about how values um, can be negative for us, how they can hold us back, hold us small, keep us from really rising to who we truly uh, have the potential to be. And in that moment, he told the story of uh, tall poppy syndrome. And I didn't know what this was, hadn't heard of it before. And it's a little bit more known in the UK and Australia. When you look out over the poppy fields, and this is great because right now in Southern California, all the poppy fields are in bloom. But when you look out over the poppy fields, they look very uniform, very even. And every now and again, there's a poppy that grows taller than the other poppies and it comes out and, and it keeps the field from looking uniform. So they will go in and they will snip that poppy off. And what tall poppy syndrome is, is the fact that, you know, you don't want to be that tall poppy that gets snipped. And so what happens is that people either themselves or culturally or um, community wise, 
they will hold themselves smaller than they are so that they don't outshine anyone else, either intentionally or unintentionally. That, that is what tall poppy syndrome is. And it was in that moment that I realized that there was something that had occurred in my life that had me feeling like the snipped off poppy. And the next thing I know, I'm hearing a story from Michael uh, that he told about uh, when he was in his 20s and he was coaching successfully and he came home with a brand new car. And his parents told him, you know, that he couldn't have a car that was um, newer than what they were driving. And he was given the option to get rid of the car or move out. So he moved out. And I was on the call and I was typing in the chat box. I said, I had this conversation with my mother. I had the same experience. And I got really excited because I had known that I was on to something, but I didn't have in that moment the magnitude of what had really occurred for me. And it didn't happen until after the call. What I had come to realize after the call, after the fact, happened almost 30 years ago, and I buried it. I buried it deep within myself. I had completely forgotten about it. And what had happened... 30 years ago, I had graduated nursing school. I was in uh, my first nursing job. I was doing well, managing my bills, doing everything that I wanted to be doing. And I went out and I negotiated my very first new car and dropped it off at the dropped my car, old car off the dealership, picked up the new car. And I remember going to my mom's house with this car and I I don't know I don't know why she did what she did and I well she didn't know what she didn't know. However, what happened is I was sat down in a chair in the living room and I was told that I would be taking this car back because I was not to have a newer car than my older siblings had and I was the baby. I was not to outshine my brother and sister. I was not to have more than they had. And so I was told that I would be taking the car back. And I wasn't given a choice. I really wasn't given a choice. And so I went back to the car dealership, hanging my head very low, and told them that I had to bring the car back. And... When I got to the dealership, my car was already gone. So I could not bring this car back. So I had to take the bottom of the line car with no bells and whistles. And the car was stick shift and I did not know how to drive stick shift. So I learned to drive stick shift just to drive the car off the lot. And it was in that moment that I felt that I could never shine that I couldn't be more than other people, that I needed to hold myself small and insignificant because I wasn't supposed to outshine my siblings. And what came out of that affected me for the next 30 years of my life. Continuously holding myself small, always praising others, supporting others, lifting others, but not allowing myself to shine.
And I didn't realize the impact that that had had on me until this had happened. And what was interesting, I was talking to a friend as I was having this breakthrough and I was driving down to the place that I was, that I was contract working at. And what I realized um, when I pulled in that parking lot and finished the story about this car, I looked up and across the parking lot from me was <laughs> a, car, a sports car in the same color green of the car that, that I was made to take back to the car dealership. So at that time, I took a picture of that car, and I still have it on my cell phone. It was driving out of the lot, and I told myself that I would never settle again. I would never allow myself to be held small. I would never hold myself small, and it was time to really step in and shine. So out of that came a very large awakening for me. And probably my, the biggest thing that has held me back in my life, which was the fact that I really had no boundaries. I had no personal boundaries. I was your yes girl. I rarely said no to anything. I showed up and 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 gave 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 until I had nothing left. And what had happened over and over and over in my life was I would give and give and give and give and give until I was so exhausted that my health was suffering, my emotions were suffering because I would become frustrated and resentful and and in earlier years, I would become very angry. I was a very angry person at various times in my life because I didn't know how to create personal boundaries. I didn't know how to really draw the line in the sand. And what was happening currently in my life were many situations with people in my life who were using me as their personal doormat. And I realized in that moment that it had to stop right then and there. And so I really <laughs> pulled up my big girl panties and laid down some boundaries, some very tough boundaries. And that's difficult when you haven't been laying down boundaries in your life. And what do I mean by a boundary? What is that? If you're if you're wondering what is a boundary? Well, a boundary is when you decide that that is something that you're just not going to tolerate, not do, not take. Um, it could be as simple as uh, turning down invitations when you feel like you just want to stay in. It can be as simple as um, communicating clearly with your family and requesting that they do the same with you. It could be that you're not going to pick up all the dirty underwear after your husband or after your children anymore, that you're going to powerfully request that they pick up their own dirty underwear off the floor. Things like that. That's just a simple example of what boundaries are. But for the person who is the people pleaser and the chronic giver, this is where the problem lies. When you don't know how to set those boundaries, you're allowing everybody to suck up your energy, to take everything from you. And when you start to set boundaries, it's not always easy. And I want to use one more quote here from Brene Brown. 
She says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. And believe me, that was the first thing that came up for me. I'm like, oh, they're not going to be happy with me. They're really not going to be happy with me. And um, I, <laughs> I set some really tough boundaries uh, almost immediately with both my husband and my daughter. And I have a daughter who's 24, and she's been living here with me in California for about two years and just really struggling to get out on her own. And it wouldn't be such a big deal about her staying with me, except for the fact that mom tends to be her go-to when she's frustrated, when she's angry, when she's just not feeling herself. And mom is the one that gets blasted all the time with her issues. And it was in that moment that I decided not to be the sounding board for her anymore, that I decided I was not going to be the doormat that she was going to wipe her feet on anymore. And so I did. I set the boundary. I said, it's time for you to find your own space to live in. You have 30 days to do so. And this is how it's going to be moving forward. Was that easy for me? Hell no. It was not. I don't want you to think that it was easy because it wasn't. Was it necessary? Yes, it truly was necessary. And of course, she has her version of, of what went down and, and she will step into her life now that she's got the opportunity to step into her life. It doesn't mean I love her any less. I love her just as much as I've always loved her. However, what it means is that it's really time for mom not to be the safety net underneath her anymore. And it's time for her to powerfully choose what she wants for her life moving forward, especially at 24. So that happened. And, you know, also I set some boundaries with, with my husband and how I expected to be communicated with and treated. And I don't want this to sound harsh, like I was in there and demanding and you will do this. Da, da, da. No, it was not from that point of view. It was really from a respectful place. And one that came from a space where I was empowered in my feminine power, not my masculine, because females can often go into their masculine energy, especially when they're setting boundaries. But this really wasn't about being in my masculine energy. This was truly about being in my feminine. And it was empowering me to step back into my feminine and ask my husband to fully step into his masculine and be the husband, father, provider that he truly wants to be, and giving him that space to do that. And I'm not saying that he's not struggling with it. He is. He's got his own, he's got his own journey that he's on and his own issues that he's working on. However, as a couple, there's this whole empowerment piece on either side for us. And so sometimes we each really have to work at our own lives in order for us to come together to be an effective, loving, functioning, cooperative, <laughs> committed couple. 
it takes that. It's not something that just happens ooh, because we got married and ooh, snap your fingers and it's all just beautiful and magical. No, it doesn't happen that way. It takes work and commitment and sometimes one step forward and five steps back just to get another step forward. And that's okay. So <laughs> in all this, I have been stepping in powerfully with my voice, using my voice, and I did not use my voice for many, many years, probably most of my life. And what has come out of it for me is a strong conviction that this is my time, this is my life, I'm here for a purpose, it's time to shine, it's time to really be the amazing, powerful woman that I am every moment of every day. And that doesn't mean that I'm always, <laughs> I'm not always primped and dolled up. Um, I work from home, I love being in sweats and yoga pants and my hair up in a ponytail, that's when I'm at my most creative. But what I am doing is I'm taking care of me. I'm eating healthy. I am doing a green juice every day. I'm out walking every day, moving my body. I am doing work contracts that are aligned for me and with me at this point in time in my life as I build this brand and build this business. Because yes, the bills still have to be paid and that takes working. And so I choose to do contract work because it works with my lifestyle and it allows me to do my life on my terms. And there was a time when I was really content working for a corporate employer and that's not the case with me. I like uh, setting my own schedule and doing things um, to have more flexibility. So that's what that means for me. And what I'm doing in this process is really stepping in and deciding to break the mold of what it looks like to be a coach and to be a mentor and to be a figurehead because I live in a community of coaches just by the work that I do. I'm surrounded by love coaches, business coaches, um, branding coaches, photography coaches, you name it. There are more coaches that are in my in my circle than I can even tell you. And everybody sort of follows one school of thought or another. And what I decided for me was it was time to break out of that mold. It was really time for me to take on what felt aligned and inspired for me. And to do that, I really had to get clear on who I was, what my struggles were, and where I wanted to go. And that's how the Boundaries Babe was born because my biggest struggle in my life was setting boundaries. I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start. But now I've learned to set the boundaries, communicate clear, really be firm, in what I want for me. That in turn empowers everybody else around me, my husband, my daughter, my stepson. It empowers everyone to really step into who they are in their own way without them having to look to me to say, well, what do you think? What do you think? 
It allows them to really be empowered in who they are, and that empowers me to be who I am. It doesn't mean that I'm stepping away from being a mom and a wife. No, I will always be those things. However, I also get to have a life. And for so long, I felt like I was just existing in my life, merely existing one day to the next. Get up, go through the day, go to bed. Get up, go through the day, go to bed. I was merely existing. I was in this, on this hamster wheel of life, just going around and going around and going around. Well, no more, no more. Part of this empowerment journey is moving from a life that I exist in to a life that I love, a life that I absolutely love. And that doesn't mean that I, (laughs) it doesn't mean that it has to look a certain way. It really doesn't. And what I decided that I was going to do is I was going to start doing podcasts again, and I was going to talk to you about this journey as I'm on this journey and share the journey as I go. But I also decided that I would jump back into social media and become true to myself. And I was not going to follow anybody else's pattern or mold. I was going to do what felt right for me. And for me, that means jumping on a live when I'm inspired, when I'm motivated, when I truly feel like I have a message that I want to share. And whatever's happening in the moment is when I'm getting on that Facebook Live. So if I'm sweaty from my walk in the morning, if I'm in my pajamas late at night, if it's the middle of the night and I can't sleep, well, then guess what? If I'm motivated and and I'm inspired, I'm jumping on that Facebook Live and I'm bringing content to you and information to you because you know what? If it's working for me, maybe it will work for you. Maybe it'll be the thing that you need to hear to change your life, to shift you into the place that you want to be instead of the place where you feel trapped that you are right now. So I hope that you will stay with me on this journey. And this is only the beginning. And I hope that you'll continue to follow these podcasts. Come on over and follow. Our, our, our new website will be up soon. I'll let you know as soon as that's up. Uh, we're going to be over at theboundariesbabe.com. If you have questions, if you want to get in contact with me about a topic, a question, anything, you can email me. It's Jill, J-I-L-L, at theboundaries, B-O-U-N-D-A-R-I-E-S, theboundariesbabe, B-A-B-E, dot com. So it's Jill at theboundariesbabe.com. You can reach me there. Uh, we'll be revising the Jill Strawn Facebook page Uh, to reflect and be where you can find me uh, regarding theboundariesbabe.com. So remember that no is a complete sentence. And I look forward to sharing much more about this journey with you and teach you some little tricks and tips that I have found about how to really draw the line in the sand and set those boundaries for myself. And maybe that will inspire you to take some some control in your life and start to really focus on how you can be the best you and go from the life that you're existing in to a life you love. I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jill Strawn. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Boundaries Babe. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give me a comment on social media or here on SoundCloud or on iTunes. I love to hear your stories and feedback, so please make sure that you reach out with anything that you'd like to share with me. You can check me out on social media at Jill Strawn. That's over on Facebook. And I'll see you here on the next episode of The Boundaries, Babe. Creating boundaries like a boss.